0: Good evening and thank you so much for affording me the opportunity to participate uh, on your uh, exciting platform. Um, the week has been hectic uh, being <laughs> a retailer. Um, yeah. It's, it's the time of the year where we're starting to plan for the yeah. festive season so it's it's just been a heavy and tough week, uh, busy yeah. with roadshows and, and, and Christmas workshops but Outside of that, it's really been a fantastic week, Uh, engaging with people, um, you know, understanding where people are currently in preparation of what's to do. So it's really been a lovely week.
1: Absolutely brilliant. That sounds like such a scripted answer. I am wondering, did you... (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) no, 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 it's not a scripted answer. That's, That's me in a nutshell. Anytime you meet with me, what you see today is what would be your experience, um, and I'm sure my team would also share the same sentiment. Uh, I love it of life. Um, I love good energy. I love good vibes. I mean, when you deal with um, customers on a daily basis, you always need to be upbeat. You always need to right. have that positivity with you, um, right. because people just eat out of your energy, and 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 that's that's very important for me. So. Um, it's not scripted. Uh, what <laughs> what you've gotten is just me.
1: <laughs> I thank you so much. All right. So, yeah. people are probably wondering. So, who is you So, people are tell us who you are and don't don't away from telling us what it is oh, that word. you do because your LinkedIn profile says oh, it. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> Itumelang, 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 yeah. Um I was born in Kimberley, I think about four decades ago. Um come from a lovely family, um, really kind and loving family that's really exposed me a lot in church activities. And I think that's where the passion of service excellence started. Ooh, um yes. being that young altar server in the church, um oh, yeah. having to prepare before holy mass um the altar and making sure that our uh, castocks were clean, uh so that, you know, people that were coming to 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 interact with God, as we call it, uh, in terms mm. of the Holy Eucharist, um, they 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 come in, you know, they they feel welcome, they feel that love uh through just engaging and, and 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 interacting with us. And I think that that's where everything started, you know, my my leadership capability. And mm. and 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 really people don't understand, you know, um you know, growing up in communities where you are involved and you offered opportunities to display your capabilities Ooh, as a
1: child—that's
0: wow. um, where you end up um, developing your skills for for the future. And and I must say, um, I am what I am today because of the community in Kaleshiwe. uh and because mm. of my parents—not just my biological parents—the um, okay. community and the congregation of the Catholic Church. Uh, they were part of my upbringing and 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 are continuing to to pray for me uh, in my journey of building excellence. Uh, like I said, um, itni is a seasoned consumer retail professional. Um, yes. I have um, experience in what we call the FMCG retail environment. Um, mm-hmm. but in the petrochemical um, industry I used to work for, uh, some of the big uh, petrochemical companies, particularly in the consumer space, uh, the likes mm-hmm. of BP, um, Chevron or Caltex, but now I think it's called Estron Energy, um, um, experience in the financial services as well. Do you believe that? um Particularly <laughs> in the consumer space. And everything is really around consumer touch points in the different industries that I've been. Yes. Um, and I, I also worked in the telecommunications space. Um, again, consumer touch points and log- logistics and consumer courier solutions. Currently, I am one of the divisional executives, one of the big retailer retailer in health, beauty, and wellness. Um, very interesting environment that really yeah. um, its core values are really around um, a customer. It's really around service excellence. So my journey around, you know, understanding. The consumer and and being able to deliver excellence through every touch point of engagement has been what's contributed to where I am today, and yes. continues to uh, afford me the opportunity and exposure that you know other stakeholders are actually seeing and would like uh, to make use of my services.
1: Absolutely brilliant! I mean, your name alone just exists. I mean. Be happy. It exists. Yes. So much I'm make
0: sure, sure that I bring joy to people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And I'll like I always say, I said, I actually yeah.
0: said to my team this afternoon because we were looking at our KPAs and I said to them, guys, I'm so sick and tired of looking at KPAs. And as we prepare uh, ourselves for Christmas, my, yes. my primary focus is, is, is one. Um, my primary job in this organization and Outside of the organization, it's for me to make sure that each and every stakeholder is Mm. obsessed about the customer. If we can get the the foundation right, if we can be consumed Mm. by the customer, everything else will fall into place. It's really immersing ourselves into that obsession of just loving our customers and doing every little thing for the customer. And all these things that we talk about, KPAs and achieving this will just automatically, you know, fall into place.
1: Right. We consumed about the consumer. And do you think that this is, would you call this your work philosophy that's helped you, you know, build the success rate that you have?
0: So For me, uh, my philosophy is simple because I, I work with people. Um, mm. My philosophy is simple, treat people the way you'd like to be treated. That is the, the foundation. golden rule. Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. the golden rule. So before you do anything, think about the, its implication. Is that how you would have wanted to be dealt with? So for me, um, really, really, um, the foundation of my job is to treat people the way I would love to be treated. And whatever that I do, I need to do it with utmost passion and love. Mm. And then everything else will fall into place.
1: I'm sure anyone listening now probably thinks, well, I mean, I'm sure you're saying this now, but it can't be all be- that flowers and roses. and labels. What do you do? No, it's not, easy.
0: <laughs> no it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, You know, it's, you know, when, when you deal with people, it's also important to also um, encourage a culture of feedback. Very, very important.
1: Ooh, very good. Um,
0: and and, and those, those are things that people find difficult to deal with. Um, and I have always had a philosophy on my team knows, wherever I've worked, I always said, you know, feedback is, we've got two types of feedback. When you yeah. engage with an individual and if you want to have a compelling conversation Uh, Be it with a client, with a colleague, it's important for us to give each other feedback because feedback is a blessing. But feedback, is either you give an individual what I call developmental feedback or you give them what I call motivational feedback. Uh, Developmental feedback is what people view as um, negative feedback. I wouldn't want to say it's negative feedback. It's feedback that is really focused, that talks about, you know, um, it's targeted, you know, um, you know on such and such a day this is what you did this was the impact on me or on the customer in future i would appreciate it if you do it this particular way that that, that is what i call compelling uh, feedback We also have the second set of feedback which i call motivational feedback um, if somebody yeah. does something well tell them This morning, I was observing you, you know, engaging with a customer. I could see that customer smiling, high-five, well done, on building that rapport with that particular customer. So I strongly believe, um, you know, when we come across potholes, as I call it in our journey of excellence, it's important that in that journey we are attentive, we are attuned with our stakeholders and people around us, and we continue to give positive reinforcement Um, in the form of either motivational uh, or developmental feedback.
1: When you assess this concept of feedback, do you think this is the reason why um, some SME young entrepreneurs are failing to retain their customers because they're not getting the feedback or because they're, uh, quote-unquote, development feedback?
0: So, you know, I would like to believe, you know, young entrepreneurs, we're always chasing money. You know, without <laughs> <Yes>.
1: understanding.
0: facing <laughs> money, um, we're always running, you know, and, and when you run a business, the risk of just running, without taking time to reflect is huge. Um, it's important that we take time to reflect and understand what it is that our customers are telling us. Sometimes our customers don't give us feedback uh, naturally the way we'd like to see it. Uh, we just yeah. see it in ourselves going down. So if you yes. see that you're dropping in terms of sales, if you see that you, you're churning your customer. That is a form of feedback from your clientele. They're not happy about something. You have not given them any experience that's memorable. Your touch points are not, it's not flexible. It's not giving them that experience that's expected. So as a result, you know, the customer, because they have power, they have different ways of expressing their dissatisfaction. So that churning, it is a quick indicator. Simply means to the business owner, go back, sit down and understand what is the customer telling you. And and we fail to understand customer feedback through insights. I mean, we we live in a uh, data-driven world today. Absolutely. And because of the world that we're living in and because of digitalization and because of technology, it's so much easier to get feedback or insight around consumer behavior. Um, you nice. know, how are they purchasing? Um, at what point are they purchasing? What are the patterns? What, are, what do they like about your service? So there is, we are really inundated with data, but most businesses, they, fell, they fall short because of their inability to understand uh, and unpack insights to translate that into the changing demands of the modern day consumer. Remember, uh, today's customer mm. is exposed to data. Today's customer is well informed, so we, we don't have to worry a lot about um, product training in today's environment. Yes, yes, yes.
1: The
0: customer, when they they come for a shopping experience, they already know exactly what it is they're looking for. So we to enhance the experience of an informed customer who knows exactly what they're going to acquire when they walk into every environment.
1: Enhance the experience of it. What is that again? Enhance the experience of an knowledgeable customer. Of an informed
0: informed customer. customer.
1: Oh my goodness, you're blowing my mind. (laughs) I don't know. I wish I could. (laughs) I just want to stand and just just run around because I'm so excited right now. Yeah. The main objective here is to achieve service. Excellence. The two and excellence, standalone—they're actually brilliant. There's a lot to unpack, yeah. but according to your experience, what does? How do you? How would you rather define service excellence?
0: So you know, I always because service excellence—we're actually talking about two uh, sing, yeah. single words. Uh, that's, that's formu- formulating a short sentence, if I may call it. Um, yeah. For me, um, I always say to the team or to people that I engage with on a daily basis, service, it's, it's simple. Service is really about uh, meeting the customer's expectation. That's what service is about. Right. And that is my own definition. Meet the customer's expectation because we are now in the information phase. age. Customers know exactly what they want. So when they walk okay. in, meet their expectations. Excellence simply means, you know, exceeding their expectation. When they come into, you know, when they come into your environment, they, ha- they know exactly what they're looking for. Give it to them. That's, that's mm-hmm. their expectation. So you've given them a service. But if you want to excel, exceed <laughs> their experience um, in that environment. And for me, that's what service excellence is about. It's really about, you know, exceeding customer expe- ex- expectation. It's really about the entire, uh, what I call, consumer journey experience. I mean, consumer journey, um, it's really those touch points. If you, you, you are an entrepreneur and you have your own business, what is your end-to-end consumer journey when a customer walks into be it your business? From that point where they interact with the security guard right up to that payment point. How has the experience been? If you are running an online business, what has been the end-to-end customer journey in terms of your online experience? How was the accessibility of your digital platform? Was it easy for them to access? Was it complicated? Mm. You know, customers don't want complicated things. They also want a sense of security. They also want to enjoy engaging with a digital platform as they going through the digital journey. If it's a call center and you're selling product over the call center, mm. you know, excellence talks to, you know, that just greeting, that first engagement because customers yeah. are busy. They're dismissive. But how do you capture customer that customer at that point of greeting? By, you know, by really being pleasant and by being courteous, by, by really, 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 really uh, um, understanding that a customer walking into that particular environment looking for more than just a product, but for Come an experience.
1: I? Wow! Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, where is you from? <laughs> I'm not <too> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my goodness! Like people can see you now, just oh. with your hand gestures. A point I thought you were going to get up from your chair.
0: Oh my word! <laughs> no, I'm, passion really, I'm really, really passionate about about service excellence, and 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 for me. Um, every person that, that spends cash in a business must leave that system or environment having had goosebumps. They should become PR specialists. They should talk about the experience. They should sing. It should just, you know, when when people talk talk about experience and these people talk about your business, it simply means that you've got the formula correct.
1: Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm... Trying to think of someone listening to this and thinking, I mean, okay, service excellence, I hear you. We must exceed a customer's expectations. I've heard about it before. But the thing is yeah. about it, but why do we why do you think that this conversation needs to be had continuously until we start seeing service excellence in the black community with or amongst you know, communities that are not necessarily associated we still have situations where it's oh it's typical of such things to happen young or small business so so um what are your thoughts with that
0: so my, my thoughts are simple i think we've got legacy issues particularly in the black community um and i must say it um
1: break it um, down for me <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. It, it is a reality. And, and I think sometimes we scared to address these issues. Um, I mean, you look at yourself as a black individual walking into a supermarket, for example, and you have to engage mm. with um somebody of your color, they take mm. it for granted that you're a customer. Um, they sometimes they don't even acknowledge you. Sometimes they give you attitudes, uh, sometimes they, they even talk ill of you, um, in front of you, they've got these codes they use. I mean, I've seen it all. Um, Their body expression, that is what's going to kill our black business. Uh, If you Mm. can start treating every customer as equal in spite of their background or where they come from, I think we will head towards a better society um, in in, in, in our country. I mean, you, you imagine, you know, I've I being in Cape Town and having working into um, other retail outlets, which I have not mentioned, and I'm serviced yeah. by someone of a different color, particularly um, a white person. The experience mm-hmm. is different. They acknowledge me, they courteous. Um, and I, I always ask myself, why can't our own people give the same attitude to us? Because our people, they find white or anything that's white. And that attitude is what we need to to dispel in our business today. And it's something that's going to kill our business because, um, you know, we, we, we've messed up our to data, <laughs> And yeah. uh, people talk about black Twitter. Um, they can mess up your brand on Twitter. Um, and, and it's very important that for any um, uh, entrepreneur owning a business to make sure that they recruit the right people in their business. Mm. Start at that point. At that recruitment point, recruit the right people that share the same ambition as your business vision and values. Anybody that's not aligned with the vision and values of of the organization, particularly from a service perspective, they're not good for your brand. Get rid of them. They are just not going to to drive your business to levels. They should be in. they are dangerous they are toxic they are poisonous and are not good for your business so such people remove them they are a problem
1: they are a problem and uh earlier yeah. you alluded to talking to your staff uh, your workforce, and how you you know you're sharing with them how they should love that they do and so on so how do you instill yes. this culture and the workforce of, of service excellence, because as I would imagine, you know, you're expected to give something you've never experienced yourself, how far in the concept may be, especially when it's a large workforce. Regardless, how do you instill this culture?
0: So you know, instilling a culture of service is very difficult, um, mm. and it's very difficult for one to change people's attitudes. That's very, very, very difficult. You can ah. train a skill but you can't train an attitude. So if your wow. recruitment was not correct, there's, no, there's nothing you'd be able to do with that attitude. So my principle, it's simple. Uh, like I said earlier on, my philosophy is to treat people the way you would like the foundation of everything. Secondly, serve with love. If you can mm. serve everybody, your customer, your colleague, your stakeholders, your supplier—if the foundation of your engagement with every single person in the value chain is underpinned by love, everything right. else will fall into place. Because where there is no love, there is no heart. So, and the heart is very important. You need, for me, I always say, love—it's that blood that supplies, you know, um, the heart so that the heart can Mm. continue to beat. So, love is really important in whatever that we do so that we can keep the heartbeat of the business going. Secondly, I always say to the team, it's really about taking ownership. That's what I do. If there is a customer complaint in my environment, no one complains to customer services department. Because for me, it simply means that you are not taking ownership of the customer. You are dispelling that value of being passionate about the customer. The customer is calling, they want attention, you give them attention immediately. If you are unable to deal with the customer at that point in time, tell the customer that you are acknowledging their concern. Mm. It is not your area of expertise, but you are taking ownership and will make sure that you get back to the customer with the desired feedback within a particular time frame. And that for me, is very, very, very important. And finally, what I always say to my team, view every complaint as a missed opportunity of sale. Wow. That's what I say to my team. So
1: you say that again? You have
0: many complaints. Yeah, I say view, view every complaint as a missed opportunity of sale. So, you it simply means that you've lost turnover because customers, they were not happy. They could have bought more. But they only bought or even if they bought at that point in time some of them they get so upset they even just drop that trolley and they leave the environment so you've lost that that transaction so right. it's important for people to make sure that you know we continuously um we do what i call positive reinforcement to the team um with my team we've got what we've got our own whatsapp group with my direct reports every morning uh when mm-hmm. we meet once a week when we meet weekly um, we start every meeting with what I call moments of truth, and in the moments of truth, it's really about the customer where you know we share you know um, good customer experiences. So if there's been compliments that are really great, that's what we share the meeting with it's It's moments of truth. If we've really had a bad complaint, um, we also share uh, that complaint because it becomes a moment of truth. It allows us to sit, reflect and say, what went wrong and what is it that we could have done better and how do we fix it so that we don't have a repeat of the same complaint.
1: That's Brilliant. You reminded me of a statement by, you know, he said everybody can be great because everybody can serve and seeing how everything here is stemmed from itself. It seems so simple, but it takes out so much from it. And so I'm wondering how do, workforce themselves so that they're not operating from a point of scarcity within you as a leader i feel yourself because i'm up there but i'm just like this is this person is at a (laughs) hundred it's not
0: easy i must say it's not easy because i also have bosses i report to people and i have a huge team that's also looking up to me and i must be that link uh, between a business needs and my people that are engaging with the consumers on a daily basis, I sit in the office and my customize all those internal stakeholders and 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 and, 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 and if you if you don't if you don't read motivational pieces um, and you expose yourself to what's happening around the world and how great people have achieved great things through challenges um, mm. and, and listening to good music um that, that really reinforces positivity i mean driving to work for me is exciting every morning because that's why i play my my, my upbeat music so that when i walk because remember when i walk into the office i need to display positivity um, people eat off or feed off that uh, energy that you walk with into the um office so for me, it's really about making sure, even if it's tough, even if it's not well, I need to make sure that I look and display a sense um, of strength to my team.
1: You know, what I'm getting out of most of what you're saying clear and definitive why. Your objective is so clear and that stemmed being the root of your actions, and I am Curious though, because you're in the retail space and more than the customer service basis, when you experience bad customer service, what is the one thing that goes through your mind? Yes, because the next question from here is, how do you become an accountable consumer yourself?
0: Yeah. So um, there's one thing. You know, I know that I am in the consumer space, and being in the consumer space. It's going to come with different customer dynamics and sometimes customers they work into our environment uh, not because we've given them a bad experience because they've had a bad experience from where they come from so um abuse um abuse from customers is part of the game so i've accepted it's part of my journey it is it is a part of my life however every abuse that i encounter as much as it be how bad it would be, it's important for one to remain calm and be attuned or listen to the customer attentively. Stop interrupting the customer while they're talking. Allow them to vent. Because it is through that venting that a golden opportunity might arise, where you might be able to establish what is it is that we could potentially also be doing wrong. And how, how could I make this customer's day? a better day today and I need to look at this customer beyond just being a customer, but I need to look at this person as an individual who might just be going through a lot today. So, it might just be a bad day for that individual. So, how do I brighten up her day? And, and it's really about being courteous, it's about being, uh, displaying a feeling of caring, it's really about effectively communicating with the customer, listening and displaying your willingness to serve them. And I think if you just do those little things, it's not academic material. It's, it's right. inherent things that we have within ourselves that um, sometimes we just need to forget that I'm, I'm doing my job and say I am here um, to doctor my patients, which are my customer. They are sick. I am not too sure what their illnesses are. It is my job to give them the correct prescription or their problems.
1: Uh, you sound like you're in the third at the end of the day. I'm not <laughs> no. really appreciating that There's so much work. So, there's so much yeah. mental work that goes into this yeah. now that you're saying. Um, I am, you know, oftentimes we've heard that the customer is always right. Uh, what then do we do when the customer is not right?
0: The customer is always right um because the customer is king they spend the cash so and we want their money uh, even if we don't agree with them sometimes um however um you know the same principle that um we use in terms of feedback um when the customer is right it is also very important that you inform the customer but it's you can't also just be blunt and say I know you've lost the plot here.
1: <laughs> obviously,
0: <laughs> obviously, you have to align your feedback with um, the strategy of service and, yes. and 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 make sure, and it, it also has to be supported by your policies and your policies should also be clear because sometimes organizations have policies, but the policies are not clear to the customer, they clear to their staff. So in that case, it becomes very difficult to find a proper balance between you know giving feedback that could be negative to the customer because your policies are for internal consumption and not for external consumption. So it's key that your policies are clear, simple, mm-hmm. and understood by the customer so that when you have an irate customer, it becomes easier for you to engage with them at that level. And in instances where you see the customer is completely zuck and out of their mind, allow them to vent, even though they are wrong. Allow them to vent and acknowledge them. Because customers want to be, acknowledge their frustration. Yes, funny, I hear you and I understand that you're not happy with this. However, if you look at this, you know, it's important because customers like employees internally because they also get upset if we don't yeah. do certain things right for them. Because everybody wants to understand why we do certain things. So same with your employees. If you you show them the reason as to why you're doing certain things, they would understand and would be more forgiving. So the same principle applies to the customer. Allow them to vent. However, show them why you say they were not correct this time around by acknowledging them and their concern.
1: when are you writing a book on this? Uh, at this point, I think that you need to write.
0: Are you writing on? I've been thinking of writing a book. In actual fact, I want to write a book about my life um, because I think my life is just centered around that and my journey um, growing up in those dusty streets of Kaleshiwe and to where I am today. And, 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 and I think, you know, um, what's the space? I'm not too sure. Um, uh, watch the space. That's all that I'm going to say. A book will come, not now, but something greater than a book will be presented.
1: Oh, I cannot wait! I am just clicking my thumbs. So now, tell me different spaces from service-based um, industries to you know product-based and so on. What do you think are the top ten reasons uh, businesses, organizations, establishments? fail when it comes
0: to customer service excellence? So, top 10. I'll give you five for now. Because if I have to give <laughs> you top 10, you're going to have a lengthy uh, discussion, uh, very- but we'll discuss, we'll discuss a few for now. Um, okay. One of the biggest mistakes uh, that top organizations miss the point and really miss the opportunity to even grow their businesses further is what I call, number one, exponential growth. Um, you know, um, when businesses start growing and they're increasing their footprint, um, they're seeing huge market share growth, that creates a room for arrogance. They, be, they, they start to become arrogant. Nice. And because they are being, they then forget the important person, the customer.
1: customer.
0: So certain things, you know, fall you know, out of control because of that growth. You know, your consistency is not the same because there's this exponential growth. So, you go into a store, for example, in Rustenburg, and you have this experience, and you go to uh, Mokopan, uh, which is in the rural area, same business, the experience is different from what you've had in Rustenburg or in Gauteng. It's because of that growth um, that creates a room for, um, or what I call a, a, an opportunity for big organizations to really miss the point exponential growth creates, in my view, a room for arrogance. Mm. Secondly, um, you know uh, what I, I always say: um, a great vision that's supported um, with great with great customer value, but does not translate into action. So you've got these these big customers. You've got beautiful values. You walk into the business and you look at their their walls. They've got this is a value that's really centered. You know around customer um how we treat each other but you know that value is great on the wall as a display but does not translate to actual activities in the organization i've seen it i've worked for some organization where you know when you read their value you're like wow this is powerful this is beautiful but once you start engaging with the employees internally they are the direct opposite of the vision and values of the organization and that, for me, is one of the biggest failures um, that one can also see. And, 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 and that, for me, is also a function of leadership. Because if leadership is not displaying and breathing and eating those, ve- the, those values. Obviously, yes. the people that are part of that journey, I mean, they flock because they are shepherds. They flock. Live up to those values really and ultimately will not be able to give that customer goosebumps. They will not be able to give that customer that experience. So so that's another uh, big mistake that big organizations um, face. The other one that I've, I've seen in my experience is, is lack of foresight. Um, you know, organizations, because they've grown, um, they would always focus on driving processes that support business but does not enhance customer experience. You can't design Ah. a process to say that's your business, but you're forgetting the most important person. So, you know, process development entails having in the center of everything else the consumer or the customer. So when um, when you develop processes to enhance customer experience, it is important that you take into account, and the impact that process would process would have on their end-to-end customer journey. The other one that I've also observed it's what I call lack of innovation, um, because you know what tends to happen in organization departments you know, yeah. tend to work in silos. Um, you know yes. I. I am I'm in, in in marketing. I must just worry about marketing. Um I'm in production. No one says, you know, guys, innovations requires what I call an innovation hub. Let's have an innovation hub where ideas are being developed centrally with all stakeholders involved, because we'll all have a common value, the customer in mind. So if there is anything that I miss in that innovation hub, a stakeholder from legal would be our voice of reason and say, this would not be possible because of the following. A stakeholder from this department said, no, 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 you can't do this because of the following. So it's important um, mm. that, you know, um, organization creates innovation hubs because by decentralizing uh, innovation where you have internal stakeholders can impact the entire customer experience. Um Lastly, or one other thing that I can think of is what I call internal egos and competition. Oh, Um, that that, uh, Yeah, I mean, people internally, uh, they have egos. You know, it is my idea, I'm going to do it. So yes, it is your idea, you want to shine, you want to report that you've come up with an idea, but what impact does it have on the customer and not just the customer, on other departments within the organization? Why are we seeing each other internally as rivals or competitors as opposed to say, great idea, let's streamline that and put it in our innovations hub so that whatever that comes out of that, it is about the consumer, the customer that we so passionately love and want to serve wholeheartedly. Yes, we will acknowledge that you, the idea came with you, but it becomes beautiful when we are united as an organization and we, we devise um, you know, solutions that would enhance the entire uh, customer experience.
1: Absolutely. If the vision, if you really take in the vision, the company's vision, we realize yeah. vision does not take one person alone. It takes a collaborative effort. Absolutely brilliant. And speaking of which, the organization itself. Let's talk about a post you put up on LinkedIn about toxic oh, my
0: word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and how that impacts high performance. I read that mind blowing. Can you uh, just break down? Firstly, why did you post that? Uh, who was it targeted to? Targeted to um, but why was that post so important? Because the just really shook me.
0: So it was quite amazing. You know, that whole week, I, I, you know, I because I I have people that have appointed me as a personal coach. Um, wow. I've had a few people contacting me in that week, um, uh, telling me about how they feel in their current works spaces and Mm -hmm. where they work and some of them is people that I've worked with in the previous companies I've worked for. Um, What really, really uh, touched the nerve um, uh, for my post is is when a brilliant individual called me um, the day before and said to me, I know you're going to be disappointed, and I said to him why do you think I'd be disappointed? I've resigned, and I said to him why have you resigned? Um, And he said to me, Ichimilang, I have not been myself. A brilliant individual who, under my leadership, delivered great results. Um, Smart individual who was always encouraging me to go back to school and study. Um, And I engaged with him to understand what was going on in his mind. Why did he just leave the organization without a pending IR case? I, in engaging with him, I realized that the environment he's in is toxic. Mm. It's it's really uh, not a good environment. It does not uh, support what I call or provide what I call psychological safety, Um, where, you know, now you lose a sense of yourself. Uh, You don't spend a lot of time with your family. You're constantly working because you're scared of making mistakes. Um, you don't sleep enough. You know, those are indications of poor leadership and toxic environments because that could lead to mental health issues. So you know, that discussion really pushed me to write about toxic environment and the signs that displays that environment is toxic in organization and what people need to do should they start seeing those signs mental well-being is a reality where i'm currently working we are yeah. seeing that you know prescription of mental health medication is at the highest post covid so it simply means that we have a problem in our society wow. so um and, and 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 i posted that because of the stats that i'm seeing at work and you know what people are actually saying i mean sometimes you open up linkedin um, people who put, you know, these motivational quotes uh, that has this negativity, but trying to send a message to their bosses. You know, when you see these posts about mm-hmm. leadership, typically on WhatsApp and all statuses, that, that's a sign that somebody <laughs> saying to their leader or manager they're not happy about wow. something. And 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 it's important for people when they start seeing those signs, and they they know that they're brilliant, and their performance is now becoming questionable. They are on the brink of being in what I call mental a bad mental state. So
1: Yeah. But in closing, about toxic um, work environments, how can one identify if they're in a toxic work environment?
0: I mean, th- there are signs. When, you know, when, when, number one, um, if, if your manager is uh, giving you unrealistic demands and targets, you know, that's also a sign of what I call mm-hmm. a, a toxic environment. Um, if you believe that your personal values are not aligned with that of the organization, Uh, it would be toxic for you. It's it's, it's not where you're supposed to be. Um, If if, if the culture of the organization does also not fit with you as an individual, because you need to find that alignment in terms of culture, um, you you need to to do that. If if you're scared to make mistakes, um, because it's important for people to be allowed uh, to make mistakes and be able to take responsibility (laughs) for their mistakes. Um, if you feel that you're also not allowed to voice your opinions or given the platform um, to share ideas, those are signs of environments that are um, toxic. Um, if you feel that um, <clears throat> you, you've expressed your interest in terms of learning and development and you're not being afforded the opportunity if the company cannot do it, at least they owe you feedback. If you're not getting any feedback and you feel ignored, those are signs. And, and, and those are things that, and if you, you know, you you, wake, you struggle to wake up in the morning to go to work, that's actually the first right. sign. <laughs> if, if, if waking up um, in the morning is such a mission for you, it's a sign that you're in the wrong hmm. space. It's not the environment for you. Uh, if you're constantly putting in sick leave, in, even though you know that you're not sick, but you just want to avoid yeah. the environment, you want to switch off, it's also a sign of a toxic environment. So um, those are little signs, and they they can really uh, end up becoming so toxic that it impacts your mental health and ultimately your family life and your social life. It's important for people to be really well-rounded and have a balanced lifestyle. I mean, Maslow's hierarchy of needs talks about psychological safety as well. So, you know, for you to, uh, to, to have the world to fly, to fly and be good at what you're doing, because I always say to people, we're not where we are by mistake. We are where we are because we are meant to be there. And we have something uh, great to offer. And if you feel that your greatness is not being appreciated, find a space where you're going to be comfortable and be your true self and appreciate it because the biggest mistake that we make as leaders is to think that people are only motivated by money. Um, it's important yeah. that we understand social dynamics. Not everybody is motivated by money. It's the little things that we do from a leadership perspective that keeps people motivated, acknowledging them, um, finding out how they're doing, how their family life is, um, what, where they are pers- personally. Those are important things to ensure that people feel appreciated and they feel as if they're part of the family. I always say to my team, we spend most time together at work. So this is our primary home, and we need to make sure that we treat it as if we're treating our own family homes. Um, We need to make sure that we have a safe environment where everybody feels that they're safe. They have what I call psychological safety. They don't fear to make mistakes. If they make mistakes, mistake, they must take accountability of their mistakes and they must do that with utmost high levels of integrity.
1: Absolutely brilliant. And so in this journey of pursuing service excellence, what is your advice or encouragement to young entrepreneurs, professionals and teachers out there?
0: So my advice to professionals um, is that, you know, we we, we we need to reflect and stop running. You know, young people want to make a quick buck today. Um, and I understand the world is offering us, it's moving at a fast pace and is offering us, you know, the opportunity to make money quicker. But we also need to understand our trading environment. As much as we are running and we are fast, let's take time to reflect and understand that the most important person in the whole ecosystem of service is the customer is my action and everything that I'm doing founded on the foundation of foundations of love. If anything that we do is not bred out of love and out of passion, it will not be a success. It will be a failure because uh, people are pulled, or are attracted to energies. Um, Mm. When you walk into a store, my team know when I do visits, I always say, when I walk in and I don't feel great, it is a reflection of the store manager. It means that the energy in that store is negative. It needs to be changed. Mm. Uh, We we live in a society where people feel things. We have a high um, sense of Feeling these days I'm not too sure what it is and um, and if you walk into a space where you don't feel or you connect with it with, with that space it simply means that you're in the wrong space. So similarly, uh, young people it's important that whatever that we do, it has to be founded on love because if the foundations of whatever that we do is not love and passion, the success thereof will not be sustainable.
1: Ah, You are a dream. I am mind blown. completely. Wow, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much for this. It will not be the this is the first among you know many <laughs> episodes we'll be recording. Together. Yes,
0: yes, definitely, most definitely.
1: Do you have any speaking engagements that you'll be doing, or you know, um, articles that you've featured on that people can? maybe look
0: up and learn from it. I was talking to my daughter the other day because I always have these engagements um, and she was like, Dad, um, at the rate you're going and your passion for what you do, you should be sharing your knowledge with people on social media. And it's like, you need to have a Twitter account. I don't have a Twitter account. You have a business, you know, the social media accounts. Um, I've avoided that for various reasons, but I think I'm in a space where, you know, um, I because I, I felt that, you know, some of the social media, media pages are toxic uh they don't build uh, they they break they create unnecessary societal pleasures but i think we need people like me to also get into that space and and just bring a different spin-off in terms of you know uh, sharing insights uh, i could just heal certain souls on those platforms so wow. uh, like i said watch the space took CP events and consulting my company um, we'll be launching something exciting around, you know, people empowerment on the social media networks.
1: Thank you so much for everyone. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you so
0: much for following. Uh, stay blessed and keep shining and being a beacon of people um, in the Thank world you, that you do, because, you know, we all have a purpose. And I think you in a good space, you're on your journey of, you know, unpacking your purpose for the world. So thank you and stay blessed.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Take care. Bye.